If you don't believe what God really said, you're going to believe what the enemy says. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show, we have Christine Kane with us. She is sharing today about really knowing who you are and believing who you are in order to move forward in life. She talks about how it took Israel 40 years to go into the promised land, and a whole generation missed out on it, when in reality, it's an 11-day journey. Is that you? Are you taking longer in your life to get to where God called you to be because you won't let go of the past or hurt or pain or unforgiveness or lots of other things that hold us back? Here's Christine. So the enemy came to the woman in the garden. He said, did God really say you shouldn't eat? Now, here's the problem. If you don't know what God really said, you're going to believe what the enemy says. If you don't know what God really said, you're going to believe what the media says. If you don't know what God really said, you're going to believe what your ex-spouse says. You're going to believe the lies of the enemy if you don't know what God really said. And then the enemy said, you know what? God doesn't want you to eat of that tree because um, then you're going to be like him. He doesn't want you to be like him. Here's the issue. She already was like him because she was created in his image. And if you don't know who you already are in God, you're going to go trying to chase it through relationships, through money, through substances, through um, trying to climb the ladder. You're going to try to become what you already are in Christ if you don't learn to get it from Christ. And so the issue then is God comes into the garden after they've blown it. He's like, Adam, where are you? It's not because he didn't know. He's omniscient. He did know. He's like God. He's not like, oh, hide and seek. I can't see you. Well, no, that's not what he was doing. He's, he's like God, just in case you're wondering, like burped one day. Earth, oops, look what I did. Anyway, so that's, like, that's what God does. He's very powerful. God's not freaking out about what's happening in this country right now. You know, we all act like, oh, God, do you know there's an election? Oh, I had no idea. Oh, my God. No, I am God. All three of me. What am I going to do? Okay, I'm having an existential crisis. Peter, did you know that America's having, oh, no, what am I going to do? Do you think God's in heaven going, oh, me? what am I going to do? I just don't know. It's, he's God. He's sovereign. It's all right, people. He's not like, well, he knew this was going to happen. He wrote the book, actually wrote the ending. And it's all right. It's not all going, the sky's not going to fall. In fact, it's going to roll back and he's coming back. Don't freak out. It's all not ending. It's culminating in what we're all going to. So it's okay. It's okay. You can sleep at night. That's another sermon. Okay. So let me stay on point. Stop distracting me, Saddleback. You are naughty. Okay. So in the, in the midst of all of that, God says, where are you? Adam says, I was naked, afraid, and so I hid. And then the Lord says these words, who told you? Who told you? And truly, that's my question today. The title is, don't say no when God says go. And a lot of us say no when God says go. And more often than not, it's because somewhere along the line, we believed a lie. I'm not good enough. I can't. I'm not smart enough. It's not ready yet. I don't have enough. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't. We had a whole generation that said no when God said go. And a whole generation died in the wilderness instead of going into the promised land. 
And we need a generation of Christians that are not going to settle for the wilderness, but are going to go in and possess the promises that God has for us. The scripture tells us that in Christ Jesus, all the promises of God are yes and amen. You did not get delivered to live in the wilderness. You got saved for freedom. Christ set us free to go into your spiritual promised land. But somewhere along the line, the enemy told you a lie. You've believed it. And we've just stopped, stopped and settled for either a complacent, comfortable, apathetic Christianity or settled to say, my past, I failed so much, so God can't use someone like me. I was abused. God can't use someone like me. That business venture's failed. God can't use someone like me. Somewhere along the line, it's just too hard. It's too painful. And we just stop. And so really, I wrote all of that to go wherever you're at, from the highest corporate executive to the most broken person, the the one thing the enemy came at us in the garden was to tell us that we're not who we already are and to stop us from moving into the purposes of God. The only thing that God said we were not in Genesis 2.25 before the fall, Adam and Eve were naked and they knew no shame. So the enemy thought, he didn't say they knew no fear, they knew no doubt, they knew no insecurity, they knew no pain. It says they knew no shame. So the enemy thought, if I can heap shame on you, then I'm going to stop you from walking into your God-given destiny and purpose. Christians need to know who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and what we can do in Christ so that we can be the salt and light of Christ in a lost and a broken generation. We need to walk into the promises of God for our generation. So with that, I'm going to read from... Do okay, you can clap. I'll breathe. Okay, how's that? I feel sorry for you. You're like, do we clap? Does she breathe? Turn to your neighbor and say, I have heard a rumor she breathes. I really have. You're awesome. I'm both Greek and a woman, guys, so it's okay. I only speak three ways, hard, fast, and continuously. So you will not fall asleep this morning. And um, so strap yourself in. We're going to go there. I am going to give you three points for the right half of your brain because Pastor Rick loves points. And um, if you're trying to take notes on me this morning, good luck. But I will give you three points. <laughs> so that we can feel like, you know, we've, for those of you that you will not sleep if there's not just something written down, okay? So I don't know if the points have got anything to do with my message, but you can have a point, okay? So the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter one, these are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the wilderness. Do you know that God will speak to you in the wilderness? You might have come here this morning and you're in a wilderness experience. God will speak to you in that place, wherever you are. You can leave that up, guys. I love you all. I feel sorry for anyone that has to work any kind of machine when I'm speaking. It's like they, they have to move in the spirit and really just go, word of knowledge, put it up. Okay. These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the wilderness east of the Jordan. That is in the Arabah opposite Suf between Paran, Tophel, Laban, Hazareth, and Dizahab. It takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by the Mount Sea Road. I want you to see that. It's in the Bible. Everyone say 11 days. Okay, next verse. In the 40th year. I'm just putting it out there. In the four, we, could, we could actually stop right there and I could speak the next six weeks on that. It takes 11 days in the 40th year. How much of our Christianity is exactly there? What should only take 11 days? 40 years later. We're doing laps around the same old mountains, the same old issues. I was abused for 12 years. I was left in a hospital unnamed and unwanted. I did grow up in poverty. I did grow up marginalized. 
But the fact is, I am now 50 years old and two days, and I still take presents if you want. Um, and so I am now <laughs> 50 years old and two days. So nothing will ever change the fact that I was abused for 12 years, nothing. The blood of Jesus does not give you amnesia, just in case you're wondering. So it's not that your past didn't happen, but the blood of Jesus does give you a life beyond your past. And so I could have been here at 50, still walking around going, it was so bad. And man, you don't know what it was like to grow up in Australia 50 years ago to be left in a hospital. I really don't remember it, but it was really, really so bad. And just, I was just so rejected and it was so painful. And I'm still so full of unforgiveness because I don't know who my mother is. And I'm still so bitter towards all those guys that abused me. And because of that, I hate men and I'm going to make my husband pay for something he never did to me. And I'm going to be a psychotic mother because, you know, my girls just deserve all my dysfunction because you don't know what happened. I was a victim and this happened to me 50 years ago and it just wasn't right. I'm getting dizzy. I'm going to stop. Okay. So, and then it just didn't, and we go round and round. You don't know what that boss did to me. You don't know what they said to me at that church back there. You don't know what, it's not my fault. That teacher said that I was not able to do this and that parent said this and 50 years later, in the case of the children of Israel, 40 years later, murmuring, grumbling, complaining. You, you don't know how bad it was. You don't know what happened to us. And then we'll sing songs of redemption and songs of the power of the cross and songs of the power of the resurrection, but we don't believe them because we're still doing our same old laps around our same old mountains. And God says, hang on a minute. It's supposed to be 11 days. Yes, there was pain. And no one is denying a process of restoration. Nobody. But it should be 11 days to come out of the slavery of Egypt to walk into the freedom and the promise of Canaan. 40 years later. 40 years later. I wonder what your 40 years later is. What bitterness, what unforgiveness, what lust, what greed, what envy, what pride, what addiction, what pain, what suffering, what hurt, what, what, what is it? Still same old mountains, same old issue. Same old thing going on. Sat under a thousand sermons, but it's still the same old thing. And you just keep going. And I'll tell you one thing, by the time we finish this, whoever has had like these 50-year issues, your friend is going to turn next to you. And when you try to say, you know, like, go on about that issue again, they're going to go, look, man, she got over it. Maybe, maybe you could too. Maybe you need to get a new issue. But anyway, so the thing is that maybe that it needs to be, we need to get over the fact that, you know, something happened 40 years ago or something happened 50 years ago. I was abused that nothing's ever going to change that. But the fact is I'm 50 years old now. So here, do the math. I have not been being abused for 38 years. Why would I allow 12 years to define my whole life when I've not been being abused for a whole lot longer than I have been being abused? Why not talk about the redemptive power of Jesus Christ setting me free and giving a life beyond my past? Why keep talking about the other? I'm not saying deny what happened, but it doesn't have power over me. What Jesus did on the cross does. And for some of us, you've come to church this morning because it's time to make what Jesus did for you bigger than what they did to you. It is time to make what Jesus did for you at Calvary bigger than what those people said to you. Some of you need to make God bigger. You go, what do you mean, Christine? Theologically, how do you make God bigger? God is as big as he ever needs to be. God is as big as he is ever going to be. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. You're right. But the God of the universe 
is made big or small in the hearts of his people. So how big is your God? How big is your God? What is still going on in your heart? Is your heart still full? Are you having a spiritual heart attack? Because your heart is clogged up. Your spiritual arteries are clogged up with unforgiveness or bitterness or shame or guilt or hurt or condemnation or pride or lust or greed or envy. I don't know what it might be. But we have to allow God to move in so that we can find freedom. Otherwise, we're going to take 40 years to do what it should take us 11 days to do. 40 years, metaphorically speaking, whatever that might be. We are all a work in process. We are all being conformed and transformed to the image of Jesus. That's what we're here for. But the fact is that there should be progress. Scripture teaches us that we go from faith to faith, from grace to grace, from strength to strength. If we are truly going to be salt and light on this earth and make a difference in our generation and see the world transformed around us, then we have to be transformed from the inside out. The greatest testimony we are to this world that Jesus Christ is still alive and Jesus Christ reigns is not a four spiritual laws track. It's the fact that he's reigning in me. It's the fact that he's flowing through me. It's the fact that we can stand up and say, I once was, but now am. There is a change. There is a transformation. Now that happens from the inside out. So of course, in this context, I'm talking about an Old Testament physical promised land. In the New Testament, of course, we're talking about a spiritual promised land. But all the promises of God are in Christ Jesus, yes and amen, Corinthians tells us. Which means you and I have access to all of the promises of God in the Word of God. But they're not going to fall out of the sky because Jesus has already given them to us. We have to go in and take what is already ours. That was Christine Kane, and you can find that full talk on YouTube under Christine Kane, Don't Say No When God Says Go. You can also find out more about her ministry and her books and resources at christinecain.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Morning Moxie, and I will see you again tomorrow for Testimony Tuesday. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless.